Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fangs Out Podcast, brought to you by the Wide World of Wargaming. As always, I am your host, Vincent Borgato. Joining me, as per the usual, Mr. Drew Bishop Sai. Hello there. And standing in for Jeff Wilder, a friend of the program and member of Team Militant Casual, Rick Rudell. Uh, easily startled, but comes back in greater numbers. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Drew, you stopped doing Star Wars quotes. I mean, you know, I was actually just thinking the other day we were, we walked it, my wife and I, where did we go? I think we went to TJ Maxx and there were a lot of people in and she was like, yeah, you go, we'll go one by one. I said, yes, to hide our, you know, to hide our numbers. And she kind of looked back and lost it in the middle of the pack of people. <laughs> so having, I have only ever worked one job that had like a quote unquote register uh-huh. And it wasn't even real retail, but I honestly wonder if that's what retail people feel like about customers sometimes. You see like one or two, but then you kind of lean to the side and the line goes back like 70 deep and you just go, I hate everything that's about to happen to me for the next two hours. <laughs> like that's, that's, right. I wonder if that's a thing on like Black Friday. By the way, this show is always brought to you by Raspberry White Claw. Delicious. All right. So we are covering, I actually closed the wrong window. We are covering the recruit level flight club championship course brought to you by gold squadron podcast. Your overall champion, by the way, we want to preface this because this has to be said the level of these championships for those who do not know is not your actual skill level. It's the result of your games played in flight club, which is how you're going to get some of the names in this. And you're going to wonder how the hell did these people end up in the recruit level? (laughs) There will, of course, be the veteran and the ace level. And if names are also to be believed, ace level is going to be one of the worst meat grinders I have ever seen in a tournament. Probably up there with the roster of the Kyber Cup last time and of Dion's unofficial worlds last year. But we do know that the competition level is going to be reduced because I do not play TTS. And because it's a hyperspace tournament. And because I'm not going to be playing in it. Oh, okay, okay. I... Right, but, but mostly it's because Rick is not going to be. <laughs> Congratulations to Mr. Fabian Zakowski for bringing it home with, boy, I'm shocked to say this out loud, Django Zam. FFG, please nerf. Hey, you God, better thank him. I hate you so much. <laughs> no, can't, you can't. can't you stop. are actually. You stop. are. Physically incapable of not saying one of those two lines every time I mention Django Zam. I mean, there's there's a reason why I'm smiling. Yeah, I I didn't look. I was looking at the page and not looking at you, and I didn't realize I was about to walk right into the brick wall. <laughs> Second place going to Cam Murray with the newest iteration of five Rebel X Wings. We've now upgraded from five Blue Squads to five Red Squads, and I'm of course on board with that every time but other than that i mean we we are looking at kind of the it's it's what we've talked about before it's the efficiency meta over the positioning and over the list building meta look at the number one list coming out of the swiss rounds was sarisu and six mining guild ties with mark sable closure it's perfect (laughs) because they don't care about going over rocks they don't care about the obstacle yep 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 which i mean I won't be mad if we start seeing more Mar- more Mining Guild ties with Mark Sable in Extended. I really so, won't be upset about so just that. just so you know, Captain Seaver with Mark Sable is a great filler ship. I, I imagine so. That's what, 31 points? 31, 31 points, points for a strain yeah. and a jam every turn. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. <laughs> just one hard barrel roll, one hard barrel roll. Oh, that's gross. Are we calling him <laughs> Captain Donuts then? Because that's all he's doing, right? Like... Oh, or if man. he, oh wait, uh, does his ability work on debris? Um, I don't. I think they only skip that. asteroids. I can go look. I'm on. Yeah. I think the mining guild ties only uh, only uh, ignore asteroids. Asteroids. Yeah, you ignore asteroids. So Dang. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Play testing. If that confirmed. means there's a list flying around, that means that there's always going to be a few rocks on the board instead of just six gas clouds. You know, yeah. I'm still not mad about that. Yeah, no, you got a point. I mean, Django Zam probably brings what debris? No gas clouds. Yeah, they need, they my need the defense. Is, but I, I, I mean, I'm biased. My question is, who are the play testers in charge of deciding the last level of points? Who completely missed that Django Zam was so broken and overpowered? Who who completely missed that those two ships are so underpriced? 
I mean, was it the same people that had that had Boba Fett be the same cost as Jango Fett with the crew slot and force and everything? Like, those ships are literally identical. I cannot understand how they, they took it away from Fett. I mean, I've seen this I am going to throw my back out yeah. nodding in agreement. But, I mean, let's just say it. They have consistently under undervalued the fire spray in every garbage all right. in first edition. We're going to go back to this just because you gave me an excuse and because yeah. Drew brings it up every time I ask why one of a handful of pilots is basically perma-fucked through all of second edition. Ooh, you get off my lawn. Yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, I'm so old. <laughs> when are we going to get past this fucking one-e panic? Does that like Is that part of the reason why uh, we have to bring in a whole new team of, of, of designers? Is just to get all of these people who are basically like still polluted from first edition into the, like out of the game. Oh, uh, they just did that. Um, a couple. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, is that is that what has to happen for some of these some of these ships that are still very obviously way too expensive to come down to reasonable levels or to get realistic pricings? Well, some of them are bad designs. Like, um, I think IG. <laughs> I think the. I think the uh, scum aggressor was poorly designed. Um, I think it was designed with the idea that it was going to play like first edition aggressors and it does not. Um, and um, yep. because yep. you can't have double action, there is no push the limit advanced sensor shenanigans on them. Um, and uh, you can't do juke shenanigans. Well, actually apparently you can, according to my game against Jeff Wilder, but that's besides the point. And um, your game against me. Oh, was that you? Oh, that was you. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Jeff. <laughs> um, Most ridiculous oh. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Apparently, double tapping <laughs> juke ships uh, that shoot first and move last is good. No, well, hold up, hold up. Wait, wait. J- juke only. <laughs> no offensive mods. None. Double tap. T- <laughs> Dump. No mods the entire game. <laughs> Basically 200 owed. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, anyway, um, so those are those are poorly designed. E-wings were poorly designed. Um, but Corn Horn is poorly designed. Corn Horn might actually be um, okay if you build him. I think he's the only E-wing that actually wants R4. And I think you need to build him. I think if he comes down about two more points, he's actually playable as a pocket ace. At four points, he's cheaper than Wedge. Or as no, he's, he's not. No, if you lower him four points, he's like fifty-eight, which is no, he's not. If you lower him four points, he's sixty-two. Oh my god, he's still that. I thought he was like low fifties. I was like, oh, he can't be that much lower. No, like, bro, Cornhorn mid- is sixty-six. Holy Cornhorn is 62 good sir. Is it what? Yes. <laughs> I was like wait a minute. Is it I has don't... it been that long since I tried to build Cornhorn that he dropped the 62 and I missed it? No, you, you hold on. You missed it, but he's also still overcosted. Wow, he did drop to 62. If and okay. if, if you drop him 4 points, he's the same cost as Wedge. And No, he's he's, he's still 4 points more than Wedge. For some reason, I was thinking Wedge was fifty-seven. No, Wedge is fifty-four. Oh, he got I, knocked down again. In 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 Star Wars character years, yes, he's fifty-seven. <laughs> um, but anyway, the E-wing. What a disgrace of a cameo! That's all I'm gonna say. Oh. The E-wing is just totally hurt um, by the fact that its linked action is a target lock, and it's a three agility ship, like. Cool, thanks. I'm glad my three green dice are going to be completely unmodded all the time. I, I, okay. Let me push back a little bit on that, only by saying that if you can't find focus tokens in Rebels, you need to go find another faction. <laughs> I'm like, let me just keep it a fuck. If you can't find focus tokens in Rebels, you need to go play another list. But that's that's what the point I was getting to is. I think Corn is playable as a flanker. I think he needs to be at sixty-two. I, 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 I honestly, in my mind, he was still sixty-six. I think he needs to come down like two more points, and then you put R four on him, and uh, and then maybe advanced sensors, and you have something kind of fun. Uh, What about him and Ahsoka? Right, Uh, pocket Ahsoka. Yeah, I was gonna say like 
having him paired up with another ship that can that can punch almost just as hard as he can. Maybe not every every other turn, right? Because Corrin can shoot every other turn twice. But well, Corrin, I mean, Corrin can... shoots every turn until he decides he needs to double tap, basically. Right. And that's that's honestly where Ahsoka is dope. Because you move him first, uh, and this only the problem is this only works either if you get the block or if you have initiative. You move Corrin first into his into a position where he can take a mod, and then you move Ahsoka after him, and then Corrin moves Corrin repositions into a double tap. He gets that That's e like, he gets that extra action that he that he does. It's the Corrin has always needed exactly. That's the extra action. Yeah, so I think there is a spot for Corrin. But and there's also a spot for E-wing spam, um, but it's they're they're designed to be munitions carriers and they are way too expensive to be um, efficient. You'd rather just take two Y-wings for one E-wing because that's basically how the points work out. Um, I I don't know too many people who would rather. I mean. I don't know if I would ever take two gray squads over a over a, a rogue squad. Well, two grays with protorps over a rogue with protorps and like Rex. Are you you're saying a BTLB? No, two grays with protorps over a rogue with protorps and a twenty point pocket filler. Because that's, I mean, that's how the points do work out. I think. I mean, at twenty, you know, twenty extra points on the board, I might as well just put an extra shield on. Oh, anyway, I I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, so, I don't like. I personally don't like Y wings. So I think the conversion kits um, were great for keeping the game alive, but um, it rushed the development of a few too many ships before they had a true proper role. Um, and so I don't know if they were play tested adequately or correctly designed or whatever. But coming back to your point, Vader about, and a Defender. <clears throat> uh, no, Vader and Defender's fine. Um, it's going to be priced adequately. Um, so one ten. Yes. Okay. Um, your confidence. Your confidence gives me confidence. I believe in. How do you say it? What's the line? What's that anime line? Well, believe in me. Believes in you, but reverse it. Oh, I don't, it's, know. Uh, don't 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 believe in yourself. Believe in the me that believes in you. Thank you. That one. <laughs> well, um, let's do seventy divided by fifty because that's the point differential between Vader and Merrick. Basically, that's one point four. And if you multiply Rexler by that, you get um, that comes out to be one one eleven. All right, I'll take it. So if you have the same scale, that's that. And so I've seen a lot of people saying Rexler or Vader is twenty points more. So Vader's going to be 20 points more than Rexler. No, you got to do it by percentages. Um, yeah. And so that's that's the math I've been working on for like the past month um, since it was announced. And I don't Ooh, know. I, do you have a do you have a spreadsheet? Do I have a spreadsheet? Like, have you predicted? Have you used this model to map the points Um, uh, for the ships I care about? <laughs> Does that list include Ahsoka? Um, well, so here's the thing is Ahsoka is a three force I five. Um, and so you can look at multi-force I fives with three agility and two attack dice in the form of grand inquisitor. And uh -huh. you, you can assume that Ahsoka is going to be priced comparably to grand inquisitor. Okay. Oh, I'm that's, hoping it would that's... be more though. Cause she seems way stronger than he does. She's not stronger than he is. They're, they're, they have slightly different action bars. The Grand Inquisitor's action bar is actually slightly better. Not um, slightly better, a lot better. Yeah. Because he has the choice of boost or barrel roll. Into, into um, the red focus, yeah. Or no, only focus. one of those does. No, both of them One goes linked. to an evade, doesn't it? Nope. Both of them are linked to focus. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then, but they both have blue hard turns. They both have three agility, two attack dice. They both are two hole, two shield. Both um, Ahsoka has one more force, um, but Ahsoka's ability is more global. So, um, I don't uh, know. is it? Yeah, Ahsoka's ability another action does not work on herself. Yep, yep. It literally has to be global. Okay, I, I, 
We might have missed that actually. Right. I gotta be honest with you, right? Like, oh yeah, I missed that one uh, a couple weeks ago when I said she's a double repo, and I as soon as I said it, I went, oh shit, no, she's not. Was... I, I I missed something. I guess I I didn't think really think of what you were talking about global, but we are wandering far afield. Yeah, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try <laughs> to bring us extremely far afield. I'm gonna try to bring us back and um. If so, if you're list building for Ahsoka, just put in Grand Inquisitor and then give yourself like a point or two cushion. Um, okay. Well, there's there's one for Drew. Um, <laughs> the majority of opinions we've had on this show have for somewhere from forty four to forty six. Uh, okay. That are you also talking to like um, Rebel Fan zero zero seven on Twitter? No, that's just that uh, would just Vince be me. Is Rebel is Fan here? <laughs> I was gonna say, Vince I, is I, Rebel no, no, Rebel no. Rebel Fan no, no, no. 007 me... on Twitter. No, no, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. My my handle is Fly Rebel Bias. Okay, Let's... Uh... so um, so bringing it back. So I think there are some uh, first edition ships that just got misdesigned because of the um, because of the rush and secretive nature of second ed development. Um. But and then I think some pilots got heavily reduced versions of their pilot ability um, out of fear. The fire spray was just poorly designed in first edition in that it was a large base, and um, I don't know why. It, oh, and then it, it was, was also overpriced. It was one of the first the 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 fire spray and the falcon in 1.0 were the first large base ships. With boost too. No wait, no, it didn't have boost in first edition. They didn't. They didn't have it back then. Yeah. Not. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. So, um, did did the Falcon have boost? Oh uh, no, it didn't have boost on the action bar. You had to pay for it, but I believe it came out in a in a separate um. Oh, in a separate upgrade, pack. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't they didn't start with it, but engine upgrade was introduced later on. Okay. So anyway, so that's why the fire spray got got hosed. Um. And I think people just keep missing it because it's not people's first choice of ship. But also, like, you would think two agility wouldn't be that resilient. Because if you look at um, oh. the, y, the, y, uh, the YT2400, um, uh, it's, it's not that resilient. It doesn't get much playing time. but And it has basically the exact same stat bar. Yeah, but that's because it's a lot more expensive. Right. And so people don't... and it's the fourth. It's the fourth die. It's the fourth die. Yeah, and it's faster technically. I so real know. quick, I want I want to stand corrected. Um, engine upgrade was actually released with the second wave of 1.0 in the Millennium Falcon expansion pack. Okay. Moving on down the uh, list of our top sixteen, only because we burned like ten extra minutes there, so we may not be able to do the whole event. No, <laughs> no, dude. I take full responsibility for that. I would take us down the core and horn rabbit hole, and then there was just never coming back from that. Thanks, Obama. I, sure, I got to Obama son. I mean, what you know? It, it's what. What else do you guys see here that we haven't seen? hundred. I mean, yep. I do want to give a shout out to Scott Forster from uh, what is the the Tuscan Raiders out of yep, Phoenix, the Tucson, the Tucson Raiders. Running, yeah, the Tucson. Thank you, Tucson Raiders. Hell of a guy. Played. Uh, played board games with him at LVO last year, bringing the triple bounty hunters with, and with uh, three thermal detonators or two thermal detonators and Connor nets. Any, any opportunity to see Connor nets on the board is always welcome on this show. What? I mean, I, 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 he was going around telling all of his opponents, he was quoting C-3PO and he's holding a thermal detonator, right? Like, <laughs> was he really? Oh, no, my God. Are you kidding me? Oh, I was, I was I doing wanted, that. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. What uh, are Connor nets? Connor nets are the supercharged ion proximity mine. So this is that awkward moment where I tell you that I'm making a joke about how rare they yep. are in the game. Yep, yep. Oh, I was, okay. yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, Rick knows what they are. Like... <laughs> Dude, look, I, I forget. Everybody forgets things. It's I don't know. True. It's true. <laughs> like especially on this show. Like, but I'll make sure to edit that out for posterity. Wow. Um, oh my gosh. I will troll you, Vince, with Rick all all day. <laughs> you cannot stop me. I do want to talk specifically about two lists, or three lists. Number one, the number nine finisher in Swiss went out in the top eight, Constantine. Hound, the 104th, and four loyalist volunteers. 
remind me, which one is Hound? Hound is the... the I believe Hound is the one where if you die, you still get a shot. No, that's Warthog. That's Warthog. Is Is Hound the one where you pull the strain or deplete token? Yep. Wow. Which, I mean... How I think what the I I think I remember talking to people about that list while it was on stream at GSP, and basically the point is that you're taking Hound because you can't afford Warthog, and you do it to keep like the odds the odds strain or deplete token off of the one of fourth, just so it, you know since it's your only real puncher, it lasts longer. Yeah, I just find this list fascinating because you we were just talking about the e-wing having a terrible linked action <laughs> the v-wing has literally the same problem that it is a reposition uh, a reposition into a lock and yet here it is you know literally just being spammed without bombs without the little ion thing without bash wait isn't x like free no it's no points. it's one it's... point and two points one point and two points i thought i thought it was three Ugh. oh maybe Either oh, way, nobody's do, taking yeah. the eye on one because it's terrible. Well, I mean, if it was free, I'd take it. I, I would. Ta- was... I would pay one point for Besh over Esk every yeah, if time. If it was free, you'd always take it. Like that's the thing, right? Like it, it's I like mean, you take it's like it just because it's jamming beam. Yeah, no, you give it you, servo motors. Yeah, it um, it gives you the bomb. No, it's ion. Besh. It turns your crits into ions. Oh, you're right. Okay, so yeah, um, that's Besh. I'm thinking of Besh. Yeah, so the Alpha is one and the Besh is two. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, are the V-Wings essentially just replacing Torrents because they're only one less hull point, but they're three greens normally with a focus? Yeah, I mean, you look at the other top list, other than Zam, Django, it's, you know, five ship minimum or yeah. even six ship minimum. And they all have the same stuff in common. Very low health, um, very low hull, very low shields, high, uh, average attack dice or upgrades. That Due can... to... You want to yep. know why they're why they're taking those? Because they have a white one heart? No. Because oh. uh, Gold Squadron Troopers are not hyperspace legal. There you go. Done and done. <laughs> and you get more points if you if you make them... No, no, you get less points. And that, yeah. that's, the, that's the direct and cutting insight you've come to expect from the Fangs Out podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh, they're only bringing this because they can't have that, and this is shit. But, you know... <laughs> I mean, look, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Let's talk about, real quick, Double Onyx and the Inquisitor from Steph and Kyle. Onyx squads with Juke is an expensive proposition. Would you guys have dropped the Jukes to go to a Saber, or would you have taken the Inquisitor? I would have taken the Inquisitor. Wait, which, you would have taken the Inquisitor? Which final, or which uh, Swiss ranking was He's that? right below the list we were just looking at. He's right below it. Oh. um, So that's Double Defender and Inquisitor with Threads? I like that better than the double Inquisitor Saber, or than the double Defender Saber. Okay. Um, just because it, just because you have, you know, you, you're giving the uh, the Onyx squads a lock before they go into the next turn. Yeah, you're giving the. So basically, that Thread Tracer is there to deal. Honestly, that Thread Tracer is there to deal with Django Zam. It's the only reason it's there. Um, because, elaborate. Uh, because you want to do you want to spike damage against those two ships. Um, and so if the Onyxes can have a double modded shot on them or pick up a lock and then the next turn reposition for a range one shot, that's still target lock modded. Um, that's going to be a huge game changer in terms of just spike damage. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the Sabre gives you a, a KG ace also at I four and lets you just, choose your maneuver order and stuff like that. But the Inquisitor brings force to the table and it lets you, um, and then the thread tracers just give you that extra punch twice when you need it. If you, if you roll well, right? Like the Inquisitor with the one force and the focus token, right? Can soak those three evades in one, in one average evade roll, right? And against Zam Django, you know, you're you're probably gonna survive the next shot unless it's at range one, and 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 you know, luck permitting, you don't spend the focus on the evades. Now you have the thread tracers to give the onyxes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, plus it's just three hard to kill. It's three hard to hit ships. It's also, three hard. like you're you're getting yeah, because you can you're 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 getting good defensive value basically every time somebody shoots at you, no matter 
what combinations of token you have. That quiz is an incredible blocker with its one hard repositions. And yeah. um and also it's resilient as all hell if you're just taking evade and then it it's against mediocre shooting it's good. Mediocre. So against a dedicated attacker it will just pop. Against so if it's only taking one shot, take an evade, and you basically are like you have to roll at least three hits to to have a chance of hitting me. Yeah. I mean, but there are some shifts that three hits is a foregone conclusion. Yeah. And that's yeah, what that's, the red tracers so, are for. <laughs> yeah. Is those ships. The next one... Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, thread tracers are for the ships where they have that consistent and high of damage. Real quick, uh, I want to talk about Jacob Browning and Timothy Sicardi, two scum, two three-ship scum players, Fenrau Dangar Bosk and Fenrau Dangar Old Terok. And I want to talk about something that we mentioned the la- when we first looked at the new points what, months ago? And we looked at how fucking cheap Scum 6s are? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There has been a lot... There is a lot of discussion going on right now about whether or not you're gonna see, essentially, Vader, Suntier, Sienna. Or, you know, Vader, Grand Inquisitor, Sienna, Vader, Grand Inquisitor, Whisper... Like, what is the next evolution of Imperial Aces after this after this new update when you look at who has the the best and the and the most efficient i6s it's scum i was gonna okay yep 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 so is is that like is this a no question thing it's a no question thing like and that's yeah. and that's recognizing that scum han is is not even worth it like he brought greed or he brought um, Bosk instead of Scum Han. Instead of Scum Han. Yep. Well, Bosk murders things like Berwakret. Anything with the half arc, you are immune essentially to about a third of the really squirmy aces and a lot of arc dodging. Well, where the other thing is, Dengar... with your crit ability, you basically look at um, at, at Inquisitor, at the Foresight Inquisitors and stuff like that, and you're like, um, like if you if I get one crit through, you're half pointed. If I get two crits through, you're that's dead. true. Like, yep. Pop. Um, and so it it has potentially very high damage, and it's not going to be your first choice because who the hell wants to shoot at Fen Rao in the end game? Um, and uh, and that's nope. and that's also assuming you leave Dengar for the end game. Um, and look at these two Dengar builds. I'm surprised that they didn't put uh, Zam on Dengar because then it's just like, oh, shoot me, and I get a target lock, and then get to Dengar shoot back, or don't shoot me, and then I get to Zam shoot back. I think probably Old Tarok changes who you want getting shot in your list. That's like fair. just Old Tarok being in the list instead of Boss changes who you want who you want tanking the majority of your damage. Yeah. Um, also, if you're if you're running Greedo on Dangar, you're getting rid of you're you're burning that charge before it, the majority gets to shoot you. Whereas if you put it on Bosk, you at least are trading off getting shot and taking that free crit for a bonus attack. Right. Yeah. No. It, it that that makes sense. Um, but... Actually, plus when you put it with the, sorry, I I I just noticed this because my brain only works at half speed right now. You have false transponder codes on Bosk because you put it on, yo. All right, false transponder codes are literally the Frank's red hot of X Wing right now. It is literally I put that shit on everything. Can we agree on that? It's like first edition Glitterston. Yeah. Yep. If if you haven't if you have a slot to put false transponder codes in your list, you're putting false transponder codes in your list. Oh, it's like, oh a... I have two points. Here we go. This is an yeah. this is an interesting thing though. So the the punishing one removes the crew slot and adds the astromech. So is minusing the one attack die out out of Dengar's front better than having Zam in? Like, would you rather have Zam or would you rather have the extra one attack die? I would rather have Protorps and Zam. Right, right. Because okay. then you shoot me and you that's cast- ugh, that's fucked up. <laughs> And that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Now, to put that on a list with Nam Lum, who do you want? Like, who do you want to shoot? Yeah. Um. Now, <laughs> that brings me back. That that reminds me of the glory days of Gargor. <laughs> All like four of them. Um. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, they were good while they lasted. And then, but so that would be my first choice. Second choice is punishing one. Um and just go lightly basically punishing one and honestly i like contraband on the jump master because i do too it's dial is so garbage that one turn where you get to turn around is clutch um what do you think of r3 uh the the reason it's put on dengar is so you can um pro torp to your heart's delight um, but I think if you have Zam, you don't need R3. Does false transponder codes work with both locks and R3? No, because it's a single charge. So you take a lock, you, I think. You uh, okay. Could... So you take a lock, false transponder codes triggers, and then you take the second lock with R3. However, because they happen simultaneously, I think you get to pick which happens first. The second, like who you, I well, you, I mean, you pick would who you transponder between your two locks i mean you would always get to because you would oh yeah duh oops um yeah that was that was a smart moment um (laughs) but yeah dude you've heard me tonight don't even trip about it (laughs) like fen rao is only two points more expensive than naked x1 vader um yeah i mean but nobody says he's well sorry the scum fanatics still say he's overpriced the rest of the civilized world is like shut up <laughs> now <laughs> like <laughs> now i want them to change to raise vader's price to 69 points nice only only because it won't make a difference in list building for him and because then Vader is 69 points and all the memes that can possibly become of that. Um, and I'm talking about Vader and a defender here. Um, <laughs> 25 point defenders. Shout out Sam Samino. 25. 25 point defenders. I said 25. Oh, okay. I said 25. said 25 point. Yeah. Uh, I heard 45 and I was like, what's the point of that? Your, meds, your mic sucks. Okay. <laughs> well, at least it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, so. Um, but, and then, and then soon tier is rocking and rolling somewhere in the mid fifties. Um, I don't care or want to care because here's the problem is soon tier is still an interceptor. Yep. And Sienna Ree is also an interceptor. What? So basically how, how do you like your 11 health list? (laughs) So put it another way. If I were to bring X1 Vader, Suntir, and um, Sienna, I might as well be bringing, um, I might as well be bringing Vader with two pimples, because that's what I was. Because if you think about it, because um, you're gonna, if you bring Vader, Sienna, if you bring Vader, Sienna, Suntir, you only have one more health than just Dengar. Yeah. Like you have one, you have as much health as standard build Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, and you probably have less defensive reliability as well. Yeah, way <laughs> probably the only the only reliable defender you have out of that list is Vader, and that's because he has <laughs> and he's the one with, that doesn't have the evade action. <laughs> so, uh, and then if I'm right about 110 point va- um, defender Vader, um, you don't have room for Sienna and Suntir. Assuming Sienna is comparable to Suntir in terms of points, aka around. 50. You know, I, I like forty nine for Sienna, honestly. Something something around fifty, but regardless, yeah. that's still a hundred points, and that puts you at um a hundred and ten or two hundred and ten points. So you you're not yeah. gonna run triple I six as with Vader. That's just not. Gonna I be fucking hope not. I like honestly, if I was gonna run Defender Vader, I think I'd go Fat Whisper as my as my number two. Tough though. I don't think it's enough to deal with all the little garbage that's flying around 
with the yeah, M3A. I think, well, we don't know what it. we don't know if they're going to ever pick up on the fact that the M3A is like two points undercosted right That's now. That's also true. Undercosted again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. no, not. I mean, oh, why is that? A, is that another one of those back in my day? No, no. Earlier in two point the, the this this happened, but it only happened for a few weeks, and then the points went up. So. Oh. They were cheap, and people were running them, and then they raised M3As and cannons by one point, and then they brought M3As back down. I don't remember ever seeing M3As on a table apart from, like, it was a, a couple it was of a crazies running thing. Sirisu or Sunny Bounder. It was a EuroLeague thing. People were running, like, uh, it was, like, two Zealots. Uh, yeah, two Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two zealots, two tractors, and then like two ions. Octor. You're talking about Octor Khan's list. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I actually had completely forgotten about that like three month episode where he where he got bridesmaided three times in three tournaments, <laughs> which is just the most brutal streak of things I've ever seen. Like the Bills think that Octor Khan had a rough championship history. Um, <laughs> They've never met Jonathan Grasser. Oh, is that who is that? Who back in my day, they literally. Uh, okay, they, okay. The mind, I'm gonna no, make a no, special. The, hold on, uh, this one for you, Drew. I am gonna. I am gonna get a special sound effect where anytime you say, yep. "Back in 1.0, back in my day." I, I guess I'll just. I'm just gonna. I, uh, he's gonna hate me for this, but I will tell you the Minox. <laughs> the Minox made a bridesmaid trophy for Grasser. And they passed it around, and he got it. They passed it around to the bridesmaid for all the top tournaments. He got it like six times before he finally won his first. So he's he's a great. Uh, at least he finally at least he player. finally took one down. That that's the kind of thing that'll haunt you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Not that I would ever know about finishing second at anything ever. Wink, wink. Uh... Yeah. All right. So are we still looking at this list, Fortress? <laughs> yes we are um uh, thank you thank you rick for for being mature um next one kylo extreme maneuvers apts gideon with fanatical scorch with fanatical and static uh from mr joe vincent also by the way fantastic youtube channel i don't know i, I have no way of knowing it's the same guy but if you like sports sports videos shout out joseph vincent on youtube anyway um we have before spoken about the I'm gonna the 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 first order shuttle and Oop. the tie L the tie FOs. Upsilon, the Upsilon. No, no, no. The the oh the G class. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, about whether or not there is ever going to be room for named FO spam with the G class shuttle. Is there a like? Nobody denies that Kylo is one of the best. No, Rick. Rick's already cutting me off with a, with a shake of his head. You don't think there's you don't think there's room for a long shot in there? Oh wait, you're. I heard spam of a Kai class shuttle. No, no, no. I'm. I mean, spamming the named FOs. Oh, there is potential for that. Um, I love <laughs> trick shot long shot because you get four dice. I love trick shot long. Thank you. <laughs> Just for the... God, no wonder we get along. We both have the same terrible ideas. Yeah, so trick shot, long shot, and then um, sensitive controls rush. Ooh. Um, because then you... expound on that. Why? Why would you put? Why would you put it? Or uh, sensitive rush. controls Sorry. on rush. Blackout. Sensitive controls blackout. Okay. Go ahead. Keep continue. Um, because what you do is you pull up in front of a gas cl- or in front of any obstacle. And like you, and then the next turn, you red barrel roll away, and don't go over the obstacle. And so you system phase reposition before you move to get out from behind the obstacle, which I think makes blackout have some potential. And so with that, you could absolutely do some shenanigans with trick shot, long shot, and trick shot blackout, and just be like, I'm gonna hide behind these rocks, and just annoy the ever-living hell out of you. I love that. <laughs> I had never thought of that. That's that's a great idea. Yeah. Like, like legitimately. I've never heard – I've actually never heard anyone say that before. Okay, because I think I stole that idea off of um, uh, Patrick Hansen on Minox. 
<laughs> of course it was. Of course it was Pat. Yep, yep. Pat. Um, but I mean, like, let's if we want to talk about if, when you have something like like Gideon Hask out there as the as the I as your I four coordinate, does that possibly make room for Commander Malaris, aka Commander Glitterstem, essentially first order ten num? I mean, I think. I I I was curious about running Hask, Malaris, and then as many Epsilons as you could. Because then you just get a uh like five or six I think it's five. Um five guns that just are actually are secretly three dice and are secretly double modded. Um then, then also the Epsilons have blue too hard, so you don't even care about that stress and strain. You get four. Okay. But you've got 22 points of upgrades. Yeah, so... Um, what are, you, are you, What are you on, Vince? Malrus and Hask with, with, the, with the four Epsilons, you got 15 points to play with. I disagree. You're t- Drew, because you're thinking of Malaris in the shuttle, and I'm and he's talking about Malaris in the no. I'm in the talking FO. about Malaris and Hask in the shuttle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I had Malaris. Uh, sorry, when I said Commander Glitterstim, I was talking about Malaris in the in the the tie FO. No. Okay, so you get four of these suckers. Yep. But they're it's four double modded attacks. Um, and then could you potentially go up to SFs? Um, just for added, uh, maybe. Nope. No, it's probably just over. You run three SFs. That's not enough. With yeah, that's not with enough. Nineteen points, yeah. But with fifteen points, you can get um two SFs and two Typhos. You could have with that's one. Not bad. You could put with one point left over. You could put automated targeting out there. You could put um, Commander Pyre. Uh, you could put Hux. Don't say that name on this show. It's a dirty word. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, speaking what of the- which, if you guys actually... Let me um, talk amongst yourselves for a second. I want to well, make sure that... Well, I was going to say, there's, I mean, you know, look, you look at this top cut... And there's everything here that we have been seeing. There's bounty hunters. Yeah. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of um, fang fighter, which I thought you wouldn't really see with so much, you know, so many multiple ships. But of course, you know, they only made top sixteen, and all the the swarms made it, you know, to the very end essentially. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't. Do you? I is this the meta that we want, or are we thinking like one or two? Points? No, nobody wants. No, nobody wants. Oh. Okay, let me let's let well, hold up. Before I say no, let me let me back that up. Right. People don't like swarms that don't have that are about efficiency over positioning. Okay, okay. I think there's a and look, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's a difference. I think when you have something like the the M3 swarm where one guy gets blocked, UK turned four of them over his head and all of a sudden if you're really lucky, he's taking three or four auto damage because he's getting auto blasted out of his mind. People hate that. And I think they also really dislike it when you've got like five or six M3s who are all getting, pardon me, focus token ghetto elusive because they have Surisu. Right. But it's different when you've got, and also they don't like the Barons because Prockets, like because the Barons punch way above their, and because Thread Tracers. Like, if yep. you take thread tracers away, I promise you, there's not this many people running tie barons with prockets. I, I would or, bet heavily on that. Or maybe M3As, although the M3As were already winning before prockets became. M3As legal. were winning before prockets were a thing because yep. they have the cannon slot. Yep, yep, they can punch above their weight class. But I mean, it's it's not like we haven't seen. It's not like there haven't been uh, efficiency lists before, but you know, five Zetas with concussions and passive sensors is a tournament winning list. That's a hyperspace tournament winning list. Yep. But nobody has ever said that that but that that's unfun to fly against. Like there's there's counterplay to that. There's choices to be made with that. And that's despite the fact that Zetas in a lot of ways 
are hilariously cheap for what they do. Right. Like, for 32 points in 6 hole plus 2 different linked actions, that's kind of crazy. I mean, we know that the First Order has some of the most efficient... They always yeah. have. They always have had some of the best generics in the game. Yep, yep. Um, so. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally that just everybody caught up, I think is what happened. Well, okay, so I just sent you guys a list that um, it, I... I think uh, people are sleeping on an extended. Um, and then Ooh. the other thing is... Oh, you evil man. Right? Um, oh, I want no part of that. I mean, this is despite the fact that I disrespect Ty, for, uh, Ty Barons at every single opportunity that aren't named Hollow. Um, so I think what it is, this game will always, always, always be a... Um, efficiency versus um efficiency versus um arcs and um if you have arc dodgers the question is can you bring enough efficiency to do enough to cause enough threat over enough board space that the arc dodgers can't get out of it mm -hmm. um and so the balance is always going to be um beefy arc dodgers like arc dodgers that can take a punch or two which is can take one hit without exploding. Which is yep. honestly actually what Boba Fett is. Boba Fett is an arc dodger who can also tank. Um, <laughs> Boba Fett's an arc dodger that people don't run Marauder on because Slave One was so good until now. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> like that's literally it. Like Boba Fett does more work probably with the back arc than any other ship in the game who has a back arc. Yes, and he probably does more work with his back arc than some things do with their front arc. So, I would agree with that. Um. Yep. And so you're always going to have players mm -hmm. like Blair Bunky. Oh, man, there's oh, I there's that. a name we haven't heard in a while. Um, but, like, I'm still remembering back in first edition when I watched him come in second place in a hyperspace – or in, a, in second place in a regionals flying seven Z95s, three with tracers, four with harpoons. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I was there, Gandalf. Yeah, 3, that was my first ago. regional. 3,000 years ago. <laughs> Um, it's been 84 years. Um, yep. Yep. are you like in love with that, with that line lately? Like, did you watch Titanic sometime in the last week? No, I just went sailing like two weeks ago. Got it. Um, so, um, where I'm going with this is, um, you're going to have, keep me entering. We'll get there in the end. Yeah. So you're going to have people who bring those kinds of lists and basically you can't dodge seven arcs and you can't dodge four harpoon missiles. Um, but, um, uh, which is all well and good. But then on the other side, um, what am I trying to say? Um, but then I have no idea. Right. And so that's where you get like these M3A swarms. That's where you get these efficiency swarms that are just, uh, where you find a cheap, good ship and you just click the copy and the copy button over and over again. Um, and so the game is going to come in ebbs and flows. And right now it's leaning towards efficiency because um, generics uh, prices came down in our last wave upgrade from um, FFG. That was what their 2019 cycle was. And 2020 didn't really see a lot of change because there was no competitive tournament. Um, and so what I think it, the problem is, is can we slap massive quotation marks around that? There was no competitive events. <sighs> sure um all right thank you and then uh, and so what i think the problem is is that we've been stuck in the same meta for twice as long as we should have because ffg ha didn't make big changes and then um the amg takeover happened and we should have gotten new points uh two months ago which no oh, the, there should have been a J the january update yep but that was the on... uh the six month cycle update yeah yep. but that wasn't on anybody's mind yeah, um, because they're too busy in the shitstorm of trying to transfer over all the materials, essentially, from FFG over to the AMG offices, who I'm just going to go out on a limb here. AMG probably has a slightly more compact staff. <laughs> 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 just a little bit. Wow. <laughs> what, what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's a brand new studio. It, it's yeah. literally a brand new studio. Yeah. They have one game. Yeah. 
I, I wasn't trying to, you know, throw shade. It's just like FFG's been in the tabletop business for a long ass time. AMG's like, hey guys, we have this cool new game where people bring, you know, like three models. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm that that's what I'm seeing is just uh is this this is what the game has always been. Um, just right now we have been stuck with the pendulum too far to one side and we haven't swung back. It's just fatigue, yeah. basically. It's just new content, like not just new content fatigue, but updated content fatigue. Yeah, because like a lot of like obviously there was the introduction of wave eight or of wave eight, which you know depending on who you ask was either a disappointment or a godsend, uh, because somehow separatists needed to be even better than they already were. Uh, meanwhile, nothing else. Well, wait. Also, separatist players are like, "Why do tri fighters suck?" And uh, Republic players still don't know what to do with the Ada. Everybody else is kind of just like, well, okay, I guess we're just waiting. And, you know, I guess, what, two weeks, right? Two weeks yeah. from yep. to, uh, two weeks from Monday yep. is when we're expect the legacy packs. And then we'll find out exactly, you know, what the world's going to look like. We're, uh, we're bumping up on that clock as we generally always do whenever we get to review events with interesting, interesting results. Rick, thank you, sir, so much for coming on the show with us once again. I think we're going to be talking to you in about two more weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Drew, thank you, sir, as always. Sign off how you prefer. Gentlemen, have a good night. Uh, sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. What weirdos. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. You will see a double upload on Thursday because Vince has had some life-upending uh, situation in the last week and was otherwise occupied. So I apologize for being shit as per usual. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.